0: In a seedy hunter's bar, Marin managed to rally a meager force to go against the Silver Wyvern, terrorizing the Melura countryside. Now three adventuring parties prepare to head into those storm-soaked woods, including Marin's, joined by her old companion Orland's, as they try to find the missing hunter yonder. What will they encounter between the lightning flashes? Welcome back to Blood Gold. When we last left off, Marin had kind of given this speech that. Uh, didn't seem to go well but did result in two groups the griffin's feather and the iron hand joining forces together under orleans's sort of charity they got a lot of orleans's spells and goods and stuff for on donation and they prepared to head out into the woods to slay the silver wyvern while you and orleans looked for yonder the whole bar kind of came together to start offering advice and tips and help on you know where the silver wyvern might be hiding where yonder might have gone to to wait out the storm or, or wait for rescue and you said that the we would head out in one hour
1: yeah just about
0: so is there anything in that hour that you want to do
1: I wanted to make sure that the other group had enough time to gather any supplies that they needed because they are, you know, they're doing the heavy lifting of this journey. And I am not a healer, but I imagine that and I'm also not Sorel anymore, but I imagine that Sorel's gathering some like healing stuff and Marin is probably like, checking her inventory, making sure she's got stuff that, like, if she needed to make a, a makeshift splint, that she's got the, you know, the necessities mm-hmm. for that. Like, she's not a healer, but there's, like, stuff that she could do. Yeah. Kind of to prepare a little bit. I think that's what she's doing. I think she's going through her stuff just to make sure that, like, if they find him, they can bring him back. Because they're not bringing Osmer.
0: Oh, you're leaving Osmer here?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Actually... Would you let me, if the, this guy was unconscious, would you let me throw them on Osmer? Because Osmer oh, yeah. is not for riding, but Osmer is for, he's a work animal. Yeah. I think we've done it before, but I didn't know. I can't remember. I mean. I o- can't remember anything. Os- so.
0: Osmer's definitely carried the kobolds before. Yeah. When the kobolds weren't feeling well. Yeah, I think so. What, you took Beast of Burden with. Yeah. Uh, you, With Osmer, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, Osmer could carry this guy. Osmer isn't a, you know, he's not for riding, but that's more because of his temperament yeah, uh, than anything else. He's not going to take orders from someone on his back, but he can carry somebody on his back, no problem.
1: Question. If we packed up like we were going to leave, if Osmer had the, you know, there's the barrel and the trunk, mm-hmm. could he also carry this man
0: it might take a what is your beast of burden move do? it's
1: instead of me rolling my supply i can roll my beast of burden's health
0: oh i see i see
1: but so this game doesn't use supply the way that um ryutama did yeah so like logistically would that be too much for him to carry i'm trying to decide if i need to stash because we packed up we left that other we mm-hmm. left that other place. So I'm just trying to decide if I need to stash that. Because if, like, if we don't find him, are we coming back?
0: Yeah. So I would say if you, if you take everything plus Yonder. If I found Yonder. If you find Yonder and Yonder can't walk on mm-hmm. his own. I think we would probably do like a move plus Osmer's health to see if he could carry everything. Yeah. But he has plus five health. So as long as he doesn't get hurt yeah. on the journey, he's going to be like... The chances of him being able to carry everything is, is seems pretty likely.
1: Could I also carry some of the things? There's not like a
0: like an uh, there's an, not like
1: a lift a heavy thing roll.
0: Yeah, I think it would just be like
1: because uh, if I needed to take like the trunk or the barrel or something, yeah. I'm gonna guess that they weigh less than an injured man.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. It's they're they're big chests full of crap. I guess that's fair. But I think it's totally reasonable that
1: you were a gifted kid. Okay, okay. This is important. You were gifted Is kid. it? Yeah, yes. Okay. Because I don't know the answer. I feel like intuitively, I feel like dragging something uses less muscle than putting something on your back. Like you still, it's still weight that you're moving, but it uses your muscles differently, right? Yeah. So like if, if he's being dragged behind Osmer, I'm just trying to think of best case. Like, I just want to yeah. know if I am to You could make like this. a sled
0: or something. That's what
1: I was thinking. Like if we had to make like a sled... Would that be like a sl- I know that's not the way this game works, but like the way my brain's trying to make sense of this. Would that be like a slightly easier roll if I needed to? Like if I failed that first roll to see if he can land on his back, could we do the sled thing? Oh, never mind, cuz the kobolds and I could do it. Okay, I'm good. You okay? Yeah, I just had to think through that because if I go on a mission to save a man but did not think about how I would actually save get that man, yeah. like that's not helpful. <laughs> I need to think about how I'm actually going to get this man out. So I've got some ideas. We've got some options. I make sure, Maren makes sure that she has enough rope to make this happen, that she's got, you know, all the things that she would need. I'm assuming Sorrel is doing the same thing. Or, I'm sorry, not Sorrel, Okraea. Mm-hmm. I assume Akraya is doing the same thing. I'm sure Sorrel is pouting. Okay. okay, yeah. And that's what I'm doing, at least.
0: The Griffin's Feather and the Iron Hand are kind of talking about how they're going to Handle everything, what what they think they're going to expect from their side of the excursion. Orleans is going through their things, uh, setting some stuff up. I think they turn to you and they say, uh, I'm staying at an inn just a few blocks down. Um, I'm going to go check my things and come back.
1: Yes, that seems fine.
0: They kind of look at you for a little bit. All right. And then they get up and they walk out.
1: I don't know if I trust Orleans.
0: Why don't you? What? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. What is, what has Orleans done to not be trustworthy? No, nothing.
1: I mean, just, but just think about it, right? Like if you, in a moment of like high need and a lot of emotionality like this, right? If you ran into somebody from when you were five, wouldn't you be like, The skeptical, the skeptical, is that how you say that word? Skeptical? Skeptical. Uh Uh-huh. I don't feel like I'm saying that right. You are. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't feel like I'm saying that right. The part of your brain that doesn't trust things Uh would be like, this is highly suspicious that this random like the world is so big. It's highly suspicious that this random person that I know is Mm. here. Why are you here? Whereas another part of you would just be like, coincidence. But because of the emotionality of it, I think she's like... Why are you here?
0: Let me say this. You are absolutely right to find the coincidence of it suspicious. Mm-hmm. The object of your suspicion, and you know, maybe maybe Marin wouldn't think this way. The object of your suspicion is much more likely to be Sadine Ra than it is to be Orlantz. Or should be. It's it's it should more likely be Sadine Ra than Orlans. Whether or not that's how Marin views it.
1: I don't think my brain is understanding what you're saying. Can you say that one more time?
0: The coincidence Uh of running into Orleans Uh is suspicious. Yes. But it sounds like Marin is suspicious of Orleans. Right. It is much more likely that this quote unquote coincidence uh-huh. has been orchestrated by ah, Ra. raw ah,
1: understood then it understood. was orleans my brain was not understanding what you were putting down i was like it's a coincidence i'm seeing Sadine raw but he's the person like they're the god doing the mission i'm so confused uh, my brain was not catching on i got it though i'm there i'm there with you and as the player yes duh that makes sense but, but- Marin is like why are you here yeah it makes a lot of sense for Orleans to be here. There's this wyvern that's been terrorizing this town for a while. Like they're still in the game. It makes sense. You're trying to make money. I get mm-hmm. it, right? Like objectively, I get it. But emotional Marin, which does not appear very often, or actually, actually, Marin does a lot of things emotionally. It's just that her emotions aren't like Diana or Constanceau emotions. They're not like big and out there in the world. They're it's a it's much more quiet, reserved like closing in on yourself emotions. Mm-hmm. But in this emotional state, in this heightened emotional state, she's like, GT, what is happening? <laughs> what, what are you doing? And is not thinking with her logic brain.
0: I think that's very fair. But Orlans leaves to go to their room and, and get their stuff together because they have like, they come to these taverns to sell their wares. So they've yeah. got like all their wares to sell. So they're like, they need to trade out some stuff.
1: Right. And they've been selling this lightning stuff.
0: Yeah, this lightning wax. Yeah. So they they head out. The other two groups are kind of talking, planning things. The rest of the bar has kind of offered some insight and some help, but they, uh, they've they kind, of, kind of dispersed a little bit. That, the excitement of their involvement has kind of died down.
1: Yeah, Washout showed up. That's only exciting until you realize that they're a Washout. I'm, wash? A wash out. I'm a washout. I'm a washout. You
0: mean a wash up?
1: Is that how is it not washout? Is it wash up?
0: Like a has been like a, like a
1: has been person. Yeah, it's a wash up. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that walked in. A has been walked in. That's only exciting until it's not
0: so it's not exciting anymore. So that kind of leaves you are are you still at I don't think the other two adventuring parties have left the table. They're still kind of at the table, which leaves you at the table with a and Sorrell. Sorrel's been a little bit pouty ever since she realized she wasn't going to get to fight the Wyvern. Yeah. Akrae is feeling a little better. What do you want it?
1: Oh, I think we leave. At least momentarily to go check supply on Osmer because Osmer's outside. And to like check in with Osmer. And I have found, Maren, Marin has found that if you prepare Osmer, Osmer um, seems to understand my language at least a little. And is more likely to do the thing I need Osmer to do (laughs) if I give him preparation time.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm out
1: there going like, okay, buddy, we're going on a mission. I need you to behave. Okay. Please and thank you. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like, because Osmer's got, she doesn't carry like a book bag. Yeah. Or like a pouch. It's all Osmer. So I mean, her poncho's got pockets, but it's just all Osmer. So she's going out there making sure that everything she needs is in the chest that's on Osmer.
0: Alright, I actually think so you you have a bond with Osmer. I do. I am going to ask you to compel with Osmer. Uh it sounds like you're trying to charm, pacify, or convince as you're kind of talking things through Osmer, checking o- on them. You're you're talking with them. Uh are you are you like petting their mane? Are you yeah. like kind of brushing them a little bit? Loving
1: up on Osmer a little bit. Yeah.
0: And they're under this uh like little awning tied to a uh, like a stable post yeah. where other people have tied up their mounts there's like one big there's the chocobo. Bir- yeah there's a big bird like mount it's not a chocobo but it's a chocobo it
1: is a chocobo yeah oh is that gonna get us copyright in- infringement trouble
0: no i okay. mean i don't think so we did a whole podcast and called chasing true, chocobos and square enix didn't care
1: <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay yeah and Osmer's angry because they were in like a nice a nicer mm-hmm. stable another another outside. out in the rain yeah Five, three, and then my five right in the middle. But I am rolling with heart, right? Yep. And I've got a bond. So that's plus two. So I super do it.
0: Yeah. So you're going to take plus one momentum Woo-hoo. as you kind of break down to Osmer what's happening, what what we're doing. And he kind of uh, he lets out a big foggy snort out of his nostrils and kind of shakes his Big antlers, and and you get the feeling that that he's ready to move. He's been pretty stuffed up for the past week, yeah. So he's okay moving on and and going out here and doing this, even though it's not ideal circumstances. Meanwhile, Sorrel's got her arms crossed. She's just kind of looking out into the street. I still think that we're on the wrong side of the mission. Well, I don't know. I don't understand why we don't send those young humans out to find the other young human and us go after the wyvern how many
1: wyverns have you
0: slain no that's what Marin. that's why we got you
1: right but i'm one person and i haven't slain a wyvern in decades but these young adventurers have slain wyverns they just haven't slain a lightning wyvern and also i don't want to i am old I'd much rather go save this young man. To me, that is much more important. I understand your frustration. I get it. We don't know if this wyvern attacked
0: your hive, though. Akrae nods. And now I'm trying to remember if we already had this conversation last episode.
1: I think we have, but it doesn't... Like, if you're upset, you're going to keep...
0: Yeah, Sorel's still kind of dwelling on it. Yeah. And Akrae reiterates, Even if it were our mission, our promise to our Illyrian... Was not revenge. It was progress, Sorel. And Sorel kind of huffs. And she snorts and a little bit of fire comes out of her mouth. Yeah. Because she's very frustrated.
1: I understood.
0: But you have Osmer prepared. You have the group prepared. Uh, is there anything else you want to do in the last hour before you head out?
1: I know in a couple of the towns that we've been in, there's been shrines like in the middle of town. Mm. Um, but this is a much bigger town, so we're are there like littler shrines in each little neighborhood. You know how like in Europe there's like a fountain in every tiny little neighborhood square. Like, is it something like that, oh, or yeah. is it like,
0: yeah, there's there are shrines kind of all over the place. Mm. Public shrines, the little pagodas, small shrines set up under trees, just little shrines that look like little free libraries yeah. that you might find in the city, they're they are all over the place of various shapes and sizes and devotions. Mm-hmm. So basically anything that you might be looking for, you can probably find here. I will say if you're looking for Sidin Ra, that one might be a little bit rarer. Even though Sidin Ra is a Grand Pega, he is not the most like civilized he's not one that's like super that you find a lot in like civilization
1: yeah i could see that i think that makes sense i'm not looking for sadeen Ra. Okay. i'm probably like excluding Sidine Ra. even if there was one in front of me i don't think i would stop okay um but i also don't think my radius is very big i don't think i'm looking for anything specific i'm just kind of looking around and then any of the nearby ones like close to this tavern i'm not going far or really i'm not But any of the, I would say, like, I don't know how many there were. But, like, if there's five, I'm stopping at three of them sort of deal. And I'm just, I do the thing that I do. (laughs) Leaving a little bit of honey. Because I'm going to keep leaving honey until I run out of honey. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Honey is useful for a lot of things. So, it's a good thing to leave at a shrine. That's true. So, I leave a little bit of honey at these shrines. I incline my head. I just take a moment. Um, I'm not asking for anything. Like, this would be a moment. Especially after the, like, God experience I had the night before, you would think for someone else that maybe they'd be like, I don't know if anyone's listening, but please let me find this. That's not what she's doing. She still is not there yet. So she is just inclining her head, putting a little bit of honey, and just kind of paying respects to the shrines in the area.
0: Acreia goes with you to also offer her worship at these shrines,
1: Is there a way to grow your bond with a roll?
0: Yeah, actually. Is it
1: test your bond?
0: Yeah, I think this is forge a bond. I think you're forging a bond with the Pega by trying to do this. Why don't you roll the forge, um, make the forge a bond roll. So that's going to be plus heart.
1: Okay. I rolled a one on my six. I got a two and a four. And I think when it's a tie, you don't win.
0: Okay, that is a total miss. Yeah. They are quiet. And I think- Oh, qu- I have to pay the price. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know if I want to pay the price.
0: Well, that's what oh, happened.
1: No, but I can use momentum if I want.
0: Would you like to use momentum?
1: Here's the thing. I thought narratively it would be interesting if if Marin didn't actually build a bond. But I don't want bad things to happen. And if I use my momentum, I have to use all of it, don't I?
0: Yes. Ugh,
1: that's such a waste. I'm just gonna pay the price.
0: You're gonna pay the price? I'm gonna
1: pay the price. I'm doing it. I'm paying All right. the price.
0: I think let's let's see what the oracle says about which what the price is. Okay. Although I also have an idea for a pretty simple pay the price. But let's let's roll to see what the Oracle says. If we don't like it, we won't use it. Okay. Because I have another idea as well.
1: Seventy-two.
0: Seventy-two. That is it is stressful. I think that's very appropriate. Yeah. So you're gonna take one stress. I think you and Acraea are both going to take one stress, which means you lose a spirit, I believe. Let me double okay. check that.
1: I think that's right. Are we? O- we're good with the minus one spirit.
0: Yes. So it's minus uh, suffer minus spirit equal to your foe's rank or as appropriate. So I think it's just gonna be one. Okay. And then we're both going to roll plus spirit to see how you and Acrea do.
1: Okay. Do you want me to roll first? Yeah, I
0: well, want you roll first and I'll roll next.
1: Okay. So that's a 1, a 6 and a t- 2.
0: No, so that's I, a 10. No, you're right. though. it's a 1 cuz cuz yeah, we're not using
1: right. the descent. It's so confusing. I don't know
0: why you use the percentile. Because they're I.
1: both because they're both metal. Oh, I see. I, if I'm going to roll metal, I'm going to roll all the metal, but mm-hmm. the percentile throws me off. Okay, so I um I actually think it's a strong hit. No. I tied, because if I'm rolling with my spirit, that's a four, so that makes that the same. Mm -hmm. So it's a medium hit.
0: So on a weak hit, you press on, you keep going. Everything's going to be okay. Let's try a Craya, and that is a strong hit. That's a strong hit. On a strong hit, you shake it off. If your spirit is greater than zero, suffer minus one momentum in exchange for plus one spirit, or embrace the darkness. Take plus one momentum. You and Akraya are kind of going from shrine to shrine. Akraya says, af- after like the second shrine, Marin, does this feel strange to you? No. I-, I don't feel any voices. I don't feel any presence. These don't feel like shrines to me. They just feel like places.
1: That's what they are.
0: No, no, no. A shrine is a open communication with a Pega, but I feel like that communication is closed.
1: This is how it always feels for me. This doesn't feel any different.
0: She frowns. The Pega here are familiar to me in theory, but the Pegas that humans care about are very different than the Pegas that the Draken care about. Uh, I wonder if my relationship with them isn't very strong.
1: I think that makes sense. You had different needs when you were, you know, with your hive and with everyone.
0: She's still kind of frowning. And as you you approach, like, the last shrine that you're going to address, she goes, "Uh, you don't think this could be a bad omen, do you?
1: No. I think if we stop at this shrine and it um, catches on fire or bleeds or yells at us, Or something. If it does something, then maybe that's a bad omen. But you know I don't really believe in this. But if they don't care about me stopping here, then it's probably not a bad thing. If you really hated someone, you would care. And she leaves her honey and she bows her head.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yep. this does not help.
1: No, I uh, imagine it doesn't.
0: At all. But I am going to take... uh, I'm going to embrace the darkness Ooh. and take another momentum. Cray is, is quite stressed out about this. She's she's getting pretty worried.
1: Marin could not care less. <laughs> I Just because this really doesn't feel any different for her. Yeah. Like it just, this is, this is what it always feels like. And this isn't something that she does because she believes in the Pega. It's something, which is why I was okay with failing that role. Like it's, she doesn't necessarily believe in the Pega, but this is sort of become a ritual
0: yeah. for her. And the two of you finish up you know offering your prayers and then return to i I think it's the cockatrice's tongue no what no
1: i thought it was something easier the
0: basilisk's tongue yeah it's the same thing and
1: those one is much easier to say than the other they might be the same animal but one is much easier you can't say those two words are the same they are not the same okay Cockatrice? Cockatrice. That would get you detention in fourth grade. <laughs> Whereas Basculus would not.
0: Thank you for joining us for episode 35 of the Blood Gold Campaign. I am your husband and GM, Zach.
1: I am your wife and player, Diana.
0: And this is Heart Points, a one to one RPG actual play podcast. How are you, my darling?
1: I am um, pregnant. Yep. It's Still. Hard- yep. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to breathe. I'm trying really hard not to wheeze directly into the microphone, but I make no promises. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be pregnant for the rest of my life is what it feels like at this moment. So <laughs> that's where I'm at.
0: Well, I'm sorry. Fortunately, <laughs> you're not going to be pregnant for the rest of your no, life. No, there Just... is
1: there is there is an eviction date. There is an eviction date. <laughs> when that i mean i can't go past a certain point it would literally kill me so
0: yeah well
1: <laughs> i mean that's true it's, for all it's true for all that women. is true like if that's, you you know that's true yeah so we're good <laughs> but it sucks right now because i can't breathe i'm trying really hard not to wheeze into the mic and I'm i know sorry. i'm failing
0: <laughs> well well yeah i have no idea yeah
1: <laughs> How are you? How are things going for you? I'm
0: doing okay. I'm trying to think of like what isn't super topical since we're recording these all insanely early. Yeah. playing around with with some game design, playing around with some other games, trying to get more games to the table. Just having a lot of fun in the in the RPG space. this is a little topical, but Elden ring came out, so I've been having uh, difficulty with my responsibilities. Because all I want to do is play Elden Ring. Uh,
1: This is definitely topical, but I saw that a guy or a person, I think the the headline said he, um, but I saw a guy beat the first enemy or the first boss with controllers made out of bananas. What? And what I just want to say is that gamers are weird. (laughs) and they set very weird challenges for themselves that that and i feel like that statement has nothing to do with bananas and is true across video games
0: i mean well it's especially true for the dark souls series because dark souls it has this reputation for being very difficult it's not that difficult it just has a reputation for being difficult all there's all these challenges of like trying to beat the bosses. In in weird challenging ways, but I have seen before people hook up the people hook up like controller input stuff mm-hmm. to like fruit. Yeah, I've seen people like plug controller inputs into like watermelons and stuff and try to beat a boss with a watermelon. Yeah, because like Dark Souls gamers, I mean all gamers are weird. Dark Souls gamers are special. Yeah, are special species
1: it is what i'm gathering yeah but bananas so
0: that's that's pretty impressive
1: there were like a lot of bananas in the picture there were <laughs> a lot of them and i didn't really understand i didn't care enough to read it so i didn't um but like my brain was trying to make sense of the picture that i was looking at mm-hmm. and i was like is each banana um a, a thing Like is each one a button?
0: Yeah, each banana was probably a button. So then
1: when you do combos, are you smushing several bananas at a time? That's like too much work. Just get the (laughs) controller. Just get the controller. Because what if you smush your banana? Then you have to go get a new banana in the middle of your combat. Like that doesn't make any sense. People are silly.
0: People are silly. Just play your video game. But Elden Ring is good. So good.
1: I'm glad you like it. Thank you.
0: But yeah, I don't have anything else like particularly interesting.
1: I'm going to a kid birthday party later today.
0: That's exciting.
1: With our kid, maybe, if she's not too sick and too cranky. There's a bouncy castle there. There is a bouncy castle. I made a promise a long time ago, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on this air, this air, on air multiple times. Um, We will never host birthday parties because of my own personal trauma, but... um, She will go to every birthday party that she's invited to. And this is the very first one. And it could not come at a worse possible time. (laughs) I do not want to leave the house. But I will go and make an appearance. We got gifts. I feel like a grown-up.
0: Parenthood. I
1: feel like a grown-up. I'm going to a child's birthday party and I'm not related to that child. Yeah,
0: this is the first birthday party our goblin has been invited to. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And I don't want to go. All
1: I want to do is stay home. This is the worst. I made a terrible vow to myself. <laughs>
0: this is the worst. Well, in preparation for that journey later today, let's get back to our journey in the fiction. Let's do it. So, Diana, I think we have a few bookkeeping things to do for Ironsworn for you to go into this, go on this quest.
1: Perfect. I've got an eraser. Let's go. All
0: right. The first thing that I believe that we need to do is you are making a vow.
1: I am, in fact, making a vow.
0: So you are going to swear an iron vow to complete a quest. I am. So you're going to write your vow down Mm -hmm. and give it a rank. Are these the same thing?
1: These ones right here? Yes. Yeah, they're all vows. Okay.
0: Or Uh, they're all progress markers. Okay. You can use them for anything.
1: So my vow is to find out what happened to Yonder. Is that actually my vow? Or is my vow to save him? No, my vow's not to save him because if he's dead, I can't save him. Can my vow be to find Yonder? But if Yonder no longer exists, can I can I finish that vow? Like if he's dead and I can't find his body, but I can find all of the proof that he's dead? And my vow is to find yonder.
0: I think if you're- that
1: finish that vow? I
0: think if your vow is to find yonder and you succeed in the quest, you will find yonder.
1: Ah, okay. I understand. I think that's my vow.
0: Or if it's to like save yonder and you succeed in the quest, you will save yonder. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I don't know if I can save yonder because I don't know what I'm going to find. Like, I feel like Maren's trying to be realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my, I don't know that I can save Yonder. He might be dead. Like, his corpse might be... Or all I might find is a head. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think my vow is to find Yonder. Okay. I think that's my vow.
0: Uh, then you are going to roll plus heart.
1: I needed to make my heart bigger, apparently. Someone needed to tell me that before I made my stats. Mm-hmm. I roll a lot of heart. It's not a good stat.
0: Ooh, that's not good no it's not now you do have momentum
1: what happens if i fail
0: well that's a mixed thing right what's your heart your heart's one it
1: would equal that
0: oh okay so that would be a uh, miss on a miss you face a significant obstacle before you can begin your quest that's right envision what stands in your way
1: yeah no i'm burning momentum i'm not doing that that's too much work
0: well so let me let me say this Oh, you suffer. uh, So if you press on, you suffer minus two momentum and do what you must to overcome this obstacle. Yeah, no, I'm burning momentum.
1: And that's a super success.
0: That is a strong hit.
1: I strong hit.
0: Uh, On a strong hit, you are emboldened and it is clear what you must do next. Take plus two momentum. Ah, sweet. (laughs) So what is it? So it's clear what you must do next. I I think that means that you have a pretty good idea of where to start looking. Mm -hmm. Where, what do you think... So there was a lot of conversation at the bar about where Yonder might be. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas for like where where you would want to start looking?
1: I feel like we have to actually start where their battle probably took place. But I don't know if we would have that information based on what everybody else was saying. Okay. Yeah. If that's not the case, then I'm going to start at some of the obvious hidey holes that some of the... People were pointing out like, oh, that's I remember someone was like, oh, this is like a good cave or something like. So if I if none of them were like, oh, I think they were battling over here. If nobody gave me that information, then I'm looking for the hidey holes
0: kind of along the way. Does that make sense? Yep. So you on the map, someone marked a little someone put a mark down and said that there was a feature there called Lorland's Cavern. Mm -hmm. And this is a deep cave that is in the side of a like a hill in the woods like a or not even like a hill but like a cliff a small cliff
1: do wyverns live in caves i know draken kind of do but i think do it, wyverns
0: i think it depends on the color of the wyvern okay. like what their sleeping and living okay. situation is like okay. they might sometimes build Caves, they might build nests, they might build different things.
1: But this one's lightning, so they're probably outside, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I'm say... not trying
1: to walk into their nest. I would like to avoid that. Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay.
0: And in this cavern, the entrance isn't very big. It's okay. not big enough for a wyvern. But someone pointed it out. They were like, this is a well known spot. Hunters generally know about it. If I got hurt. That's where I would go. Yeah. So you want to try this place first. It's Loreland's Cavern. Yes. So you have a good idea of where you're going. Hold on. Mm -hmm. We
1: didn't pick if this was troublesome, dangerous, formidable, extreme, or epic.
0: So we need to choose a rank for this.
1: Am I doing things out of order? I thought you did that right after you figured out what your vow was. I don't want to do things out of order.
0: No, yeah. No, you're great. You're doing good. I don't think that this is... It's definitely not epic. I don't think it's extreme. Mm -hmm. Could be formidable or dangerous. I think it's harder than troublesome, but...
1: I was leaning towards dangerous because it is just a rescue mission. Yeah. As as much as it can be a rescue mission. It's a seek and find, Mm -hmm. really. Um, But like, we're not planning on fighting anything. We're just trying to get a human out of the woods. So my thought is dangerous. Okay. And the type says capable fighters and deadly creatures. I think that's... I think that describes kind of what we're doing
0: yeah so we're also going to use the delve for this uh, because this is specifically like you're going into a place your Mm -hmm. your quest is going into a place we're going to use the delve rules so this is a dangerous delve Mm -hmm. so you have a good idea of where you're going you've met up with everybody all right so for this delve we choose a domain and a theme Okay. And I, I've made a pitch, but we can change it if you want. The domain, I think, is pretty clearly Tanglewood. That's a perilous forest
1: mm-hmm.
0: is Tanglewood. And for the theme, I chose Ravaged because it's been the subject of a storm for weeks. Oh. So there's just all this lightning, all this rain. I am going to go with Ravaged, uh, which is time, disaster, or strife have taken their toll.
1: Yeah, I'm done with that. I think that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I don't know what all the options are, but th- those two make sense.
0: Yeah. So this is a ravaged forest. The last thing that I'd like us to do is come up with what kind of denizens live in the forest that we could encounter. You've gone through this forest.
1: I need you to explain the word denizens. My brain is not there today.
0: What creatures live in the forest? What Got it. what threats Got it. Okay. might you find in okay. the forest?
1: My brain wasn't there. I probably could have figured that out from context clues, but my brain wasn't there. Um. Well, there's, like, those animals that we came across, like, those dinosaur animals that we've come across just, like, walking around. There's probably some in this. This forest isn't devoid of life. Yeah. So there's probably those gorilla thingies or those bird thingies.
0: Oh, the equinapes. I totally forgot about the equinapes.
1: Right? I I mean, I don't know what's in this forest. We are further away from, you know, like... Like, are we in bear country or mountain lion country? I don't know. Are they the same country?
0: Yeah. I mean, they're not always. Like, they're
1: territories.
0: Yeah. In in places where mountain lions are, I think there's t- there tend to be bears.
1: <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. I hear about bears. I'm from the cities of Pennsylvania. So I hear about these animals. I have no idea where they live. Deer. Deer are all I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's Deer. There, there are deer. There's, like, innocent animals that aren't going to, like, come at me. They're going to, like, skitter away. But if a deer comes at you, it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll destroy uh-huh. your car.
0: They're not yeah. trying
1: to destroy your car. They'll they'll mess up your car.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to make... I'm going to write the wyvern as a rare encounter. Yeah. The equinapes as an uncommon encounter. Okay. Very common.
1: Biters or, like, snakes or something. Little... That could hurt you in self-defense if you step on them and you could accidentally... You know, that's 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 where my brain is. Like, mm-hmm. there's prob- there's a lot more spiders and snakes around you at any given moment than you think there are.
0: I think we're, like, thinking of, like, fantasy creatures that right, you might going no, to fight. Wait, no, I... So
1: here's the thing. I don't know any fantasy creatures, so I'm giving you real-life creatures and then you have to match that with a fantasy creature. Okay. So I'm giving you... A, and you have to draw the line. You know those tests? You have to draw the line to the the B mm, column or the mm, two mm.
0: column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm
1: giving sure. you snakes snakes and spiders or, like, venomous mice or something, and you have to come up with something.
0: Ooh, okay. We're going to say common is a, uh, a rat wolf.
1: Is that the a rat the size of a wolf or is that a yeah. wolf the size of a rat?
0: If, well, one of those would...
1: They're both terrifying. <laughs> so don't don't sit there and be like, oh, no, one is more terrifying than the other. A wolf? This is that duck question. A, <laughs> that duck horse question. I don't want to be in a room with a hundred duck-sized horses. Diana. That oh. will mess me up. If I'm in a room with a hundred rat-sized wolves, I'm dying. I'm dying.
0: A rat-sized wolf is just a chihuahua. <laughs>
1: Okay, be in a room with a hundred chihuahuas. Tell me you're not more scared than being in a room with one like
0: Doberman. I'm not. I'm not. You more
1: have s- not spent enough time with chihuahuas.
0: I guess I haven't.
1: They are the ultimate guard dog. They have zero... They Chihuahuas are the worst.
0: This is a giant rat. Okay. It's a big, big old It's a rodent rat. of unusual it's a, size. It's a predatory rodent.
1: It's a, is, is it a, a rodent of unusual size? Nope,
0: it's not a rodent of unusual size. It's a rat wolf. <laughs>
1: Do you know my reference? No, I know we're in the yes, middle. Yes, of, of course a game. I
0: know the Princess Bride. Are you kidding I know me? We're
1: in the middle of a game, but we're talking about a rodent of unusual do you know size. Pri-
0: <laughs> do you know the Princess Bride? Seen- Zach, hey Zach, <laughs> do you know the Princess? bride? Do you know one of the most <laughs> common references to the Princess Bride? Hey,
1: listen. I did a psych experiment. It was terrible, but I did a psych experiment where we had people watch The Princess Bride and we had to prime them for stuff. And we found two people who had never seen The Princess Bride and we were in our junior year of college. We found two people on our college campus who had never seen it. So there are yeah, people out there who have never seen this
0: Yeah, movie. but that's an, ex- that's an extremely small percentage it that is. you it just is. admitted. It is
1: a very, very small percentage. I'm sorry. Okay, so we, we've got the wyvern, we've got equinapes, mm-hmm. which... Remind me, do they look like apes?
0: They look like a horse's head on an ape's body. That's right. With the big, like, clawed hooves.
1: That's right. That's right. And then a um, rat wolf. Wolves Mm -hmm. are really big. Yeah. They're, like, huge. Yeah. This is, like, way bigger than a capoeira. Nope. That's the game. That's the dance. That's the dance. What is it? Capybara. Capybara. Uh,
0: And then I'd like to get one more very common.
1: It has to be dangerous. Does it have to be an animal? Could uh, it be something like a Venus flytrap?
0: It could. It could be like something a, like a Venus flytrap. Like yeah,
1: like a predatory plant.
0: What about more fungus folk, myconids? Oh yeah, because they started growing in the other town when like stuff was out of whack.
1: Yeah, uh, but that would you say that's common?
0: Maybe uncommon. Maybe for uncommon? the myconids. All right, I, I think we just need one more. We need one more for very common. We could ju- we could keep with the rat wolves just lots of rat wolves.
1: I mean, are does out. but again, does it have to be like something that can get up and amble?
0: No, not necessarily, just something that that could cause a problem.
1: I mean, could like poisonous mushrooms or like very intense poison ivy. Is that not That
0: sounds more like like a hazard which okay. we can roll. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so on the dangers roll, we mm-hmm. can get traps or snares. Okay. Something that's non-ambulatory, I would think is more like a trap.
1: Okay. So what about like, um, this is just playing right into my fears, but like a a pigeon. <laughs> no, but like, you know, in some areas, pigeons are like everywhere. So like some sort of ground, uh, pigeons I know are not ground birds, except if you're in a city, they are ground birds. Well, like
0: the Arboraptors. Yeah. We've seen them a lot.
1: Yeah. But like small, maybe like smaller ones, aren't Arboraptors still pretty big?
0: The Arboraptors were like turkey size.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, turkeys are kind of big.
0: Turkeys are kind of big, but not like huge. Yeah. So we got very common, we got these arboraptors. Common, we got the rat wolf. Uncommon, we got equinapes and myconids. And there is a rare chance that you might come across the wyvern itself. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. All right. So these are the things that we know. And there's empty spaces as well, just in case we roll a number that and we want to come up with something new. Okay. So you meet up at the bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Orleans has returned. They are outfitted a little differently. They now have, I don't think they had a staff in the bar. They have a staff for casting spells. It's got a a nice little crystal orb at the top that's Mm -hmm. kind of wrapped around this wood. It is not- The crystal is wrapped around the
1: wood? Or the wood is wrapped around the crystal?
0: Sorry, yeah. The wood knots around the crystal. Yes.
1: So like Gandalf.
0: Yes, I, I mean, guess I, that that is it, well, it's not
1: well, it's not really though, because it's a very typical, like it, that's a typical image of a
0: wizard, yeah. basically. And they are, uh, they still got their big blue robes, big blue pointy hat. They've also got like a a nice shimmering cloak, mm-hmm. and they are over at the table talking with the others.
1: Did Orland dress like this when we were traveling together?
0: Not as nice,
1: right? Okay.
0: S- similar sort of themes, but Orleans has been clearly doing well for themselves. Yeah, they don't look as like ragged right. as you do. Right. They are. They have pretty nice clothes and gear. Like this staff is not the staff that Orleans used to use. Orleans used to use just like this very plain walking stick as their staff, and yeah. now they've got this nice like crystal, uh, crystal orbed staff. They they've been doing pretty well for themselves.
1: That's pretty clear, yeah.
0: And they're over talking with the other adventurers when you return, and they see you and they look up and they go, "Are, are you all ready to go, Marin?
1: Are you? Can you walk in mud? Oh yes. In your outfit?
0: Yeah. They've they've got like thigh high boots not thigh high boots they've got like uh, <laughs> that
1: would be a look i'm not against it i'm not against it
0: uh no but they've got tall boots like knee high knee high boots yeah they've got like these fine knee high boots like very clearly for walking they go oh yes no this this will be this will be fine
1: osmer can't carry you
0: i wouldn't dream- you osmer is here you still have osmer
1: you don't you didn't see Osmer? How really Oh, I guess
0: they would have then when they walked. Well, or- maybe
1: they wouldn't have. If they, they weren't expecting it, they might not have known.
0: Yeah. They they get really excited <laughs> hearing that Osmer is here. And yeah, the the groups, the three parties head outside and Orlinz sees Osmer and gets like really excited. They walk over to Osmer and they start petting Osmer.
1: This is important. How does Osmer react? This is important to Marin's ego. Ooh. How does Mar? How does Ozma react?
0: Let's ask the Oracle. Okay. So because if
1: Osmer's nice about it, she's gonna be real
0: grumpy. What do you think the likelihood is of?
1: Honestly, pretty high. I think it's pretty high. <laughs> it's pretty al- likely. Yeah, I think it's pretty likely that Ozma's like gonna be nice to Orleans and M- Marin's head's gonna be like, Osmer's nice to me like twenty five percent of the time.
0: What is this? <laughs> All right, roll a percentile.
1: <laughs> just, just to set the mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a
0: 50 50 oh yeah osmer is so excited to see orleans yeah uh i think orleans sort of like sleight of hand magics an apple into their hand and gives it to osmer and osmer starts chewing on the apple and kind of like rubs his head
1: oh Marin is like like grinds her heels into the ground spits like
0: she's mad this is, no. Yeah, is so excited That's to see Osborne.
1: That's so, that I take care of you every day. Why are you so nice to this essential stranger? Yeah, that the- makes, it makes sense. Children do this, but upset. <laughs> <laughs> Marin is upset. In this quiet moment of normalcy before they all go die in the woods. Yeah. Marin is mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make your way through the city. You're you're chatting with the the group who is going after the wyvern, and they're they're pretty. You would guess, like in your heyday, you would know that this is a pretty well set up group yeah. to take on a wyvern. Like this silver wyvern is, you know, pretty big, pretty scary. But this group, you think, is like, yes, they could easily do this. Yeah, they're led by. Crix of the Griffin Feather. She's this big barbarian woman, a uh, little bit older, uh, with her companion Delor, who's a mage, and then this young group, the Iron Hand, which is like a very strong name for what appears to be pretty green adventures. We
1: clearly, are trying.
0: They're they're talking about how they they've got a couple yeah. kills under their belt, but nothing. This is their biggest one yet mm-hmm. but they're outfitted pretty well they've got some good equipment and they look they look like they could do it this is a this is a bigger job for them but definitely one that's within their capacity right and they're talking with y'all as you make your way through the city streets Orleans is pretty quiet you see that they keep uh glancing towards Acrea who's hasn't really noticed Acrea's got her stuff together she's got her own staff this which is like a again very simple kind of gnarled stick and they're everybody's just making their way in this rain and you notice that that shimmering cloak that Orleans is wearing the rain just beads right off it like it doesn't even look like it touches the cloak it just falls right off
1: so not only is Marin mad about Osmer she's now jealous too like I want my poncho to be waterproof <laughs> But I'm never going to say anything about it. No words are exchanged, at least communicating about Osmer and the waterproof. But she notices she's jealous. She's a little bit, is it green with envy? She's green with envy, just mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: Yeah. And y'all get to the edge of the city. Mm-hmm. And once you get to the edge of the city, I think Crix of the griffin's feather, she, uh, she kind of like holds up. Um, she's also, she's got like a fur lined like coat. Mm-hmm. She like holds up an end of her coat so she can pull out the map mm-hmm. from the bar under it. And she points around. and She goes, I think we're going to split up here. We're going to go this direction. And you said you wanted to go look in the cavern. Yeah. You'll be heading this way. So she rolls up the map, puts it in her satchel, and she extends her hand to you.
1: Marin eagerly extends a hand out.
0: She goes, uh, good luck. I hope you find the kid.
1: Good luck. I hope I see you again.
0: She looks over the group and she nods and she goes, I think we're going to be okay.
1: Marin does something uncharacteristic. Okay. okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. She claps them on their shoulder like while they're still shaking hands. It's a very like, manly thing. You see a lot of men do this, but like it's not manly, but you see a lot of men do this move. It's just like a... I'm uncomfortable with hugs. Here you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a one quarter of a hug. Yeah, like
1: a quick thud yeah. on the shoulder. Because <laughs> she's not going to say anything else. She's just kind of like, yep, leave. Mm. Here
0: you go. <laughs> and the two groups separate and you can see the woods just before you and lightning is kind of crackling In the distance, the rain is coming down. I think it's getting harder now, and you enter into the woods.
1: For this week, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode.
0: Ironsworn was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironswornrpg.com. We also use Trungle's Star Spinner Tarot and Evelyn Moreau's Fabulous Pocket Guild.
1: We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer, without whom this show would not get made. If you didn't hear me get kicked from the inside out um, <laughs> at least once very audibly, then you can thank Zach B.
0: I think we should leave that in.
1: <laughs> I think we shouldn't. I don't think we should.
0: We also want to thank In Love With the Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love With the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com.
1: Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us.
0: You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends.
1: Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patronly discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other great things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference.
0: This episode was actually sponsored by the designer of the Ironsworn RPG, Sean Tompkin. Thank you so much for your support, Sean. And thank all of you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day.
1: But like a very, very nice one.